testing aren't working anymore. And people don't know what to do or where to look for leadership. The one question that's on everyone's minds is, so what do I do with my money? For a quarter century, one company has held the belief that the world of finance can be made more knowable. Where others see complexity, we find opportunity. In vast oceans of data, we seek the insight that can change everything. We uncover the new risks lurking in the markets and help our clients do the same. BlackRock was built for these times. It's why we've been called in by governments and corporations time and again to bring clarity and order when no one else could. This new world is full of possibilities, but for us, it comes with great responsibility. We help the world's largest pension funds and insurance companies keep their promises. So the people who are always there for us will always have the retirements there for them. We invest for parents, for grandparents. They might as well be our parents. And we owe it to each of them to help answer the questions they're facing in this new world. When will I be able to retire? Will I have enough for my children's education? Will I outlive my savings? We are BlackRock. Together we will provide the answers that investors need to move forward. We will leave no stone unturned. We will walk in our client's shoes. We will go where we can do the most good. BlackRock. You know that commercial is five years old now? a little over five years old, BlackRock. And if you listen real carefully to everything that they were saying there, you'll probably feel pretty much like I feel, which is you hate everything that they said in that entire ad because you, if you knew five years ago what you knew today, you would have already seen what was coming. I don't think in 2018, there were probably a few people that had an idea what was coming or at least the beginnings of, of this whole ESG nightmare and everything, and it just didn't have the name that it had then like it has now. Um, but they were even saying it there, talking about this new order and how we can change the way people, uh, how your finances are and how people invest. And it was all moving in this direction. We just, I think a lot of people didn't see it. You know, and it's not that there's anything wrong with you for not seeing it. Um, hell, I, I think most people missed that. But that, that commercial was actually five years old. It's it, it goes perfect for today, one way or the other, but it is five years old. The reason I bring it up, Larry Fink, CEO of BlackRock, said that he is no longer using the term ESG, environmental, social, and governance, because it is being politically weaponized and he is ashamed to be part of the debate on the issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about we all figured out what it was and now you have to conceal it again because since everybody knows what it is, you're getting all the blowback from it and people are not having it. And so now you have to try to rebrand it uh, or rename it and maybe it'll kind of slip through the cracks once again and people won't be paying attention. I don't think uh, he's right about that, but uh, maybe that's what he's hoping for. 
In a conversation at the Aspen Ideas Festival on Sunday, Fink acknowledged that Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis' decision to pull $2 billion in assets hurts uh, hurts his firm in 20 or hurt his firm in 2022, but made it clear that last year was his company's best with the net flows of $200 billion from U.S. clients. Uh, you you may have had a part in that. It's hard to know. You have most every investment goes through you know the top three. So most banks, depending on who you're with or what you're using. It's all filtering through BlackRock. So as much as you'd like to stay away from them, it takes a hell of a lot of work. I mean, a hell of a lot of work to to get with somebody that doesn't use BlackRock to invest. It doesn't use any of them. Uh, I did it. It, it, it is. It probably took me, and I'm, and I'm jumbling a little bit here, but it probably took me, oh God, I think me and my wife sat down and it took somewhere between three and six months. It took us to figure it all out because it's not as simple as who do you invest with? And okay, well, who does that company invest with? And who do they invest with? And who are they a third party to? I mean, you are really chasing this all the way down till you get to a final destination where your money's actually filtering through. And it's complicated. So again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself up if you're part of that uh, 200 billion that they had from the, from the United States. It's, it's almost... It's difficult to avoid. It really is. And you have to do a lot to try not to invest with these people. And if you have the time, you probably should do it. Um, but it, it's difficult. Um, so I'm not surprised that they did have still that much going through uh, the U.S. Um, what is being said? Fink said that when I write these investment letters, it was never meant to be a political statement. They were written to identify long-term issues to our long-term investors. When he got pressed on that particular comment, he ended up saying that I never said I was ashamed. He said correctly, I'm not ashamed. I do believe in conscientious capitalism. Uh, He also said, I'm not going to use the word ESG because it has been misused by far left and far right, or the far left and far right. I don't know how much it's been misused by the far left, um, and I don't know about the far right either. I think he's just trying to make a false point there. Uh, It has been discovered by people on the right and more conservative leaning and even independent people in the center that have found out about it that do not agree with it. You're going to judge people and you're going to hold them accountable for the way that they are and the way that they think and the way they invest. I mean, people, everybody's an individual and everybody has their own opinion on things. Um, And it's hard to find two people whose opinions are identical, uh, but we shouldn't punish because of our points of view. I mean, if I am a, a type of person I am. For example, my ESG score, I don't know if I have one. I don't really care to look it up. If I do, I'm sure somewhere some somewhere in space here, I, I probably do have one. I don't really care to know because I'm uninterested in it. Uh, but I would imagine my score is probably not too good because I do everything uh, the opposite of what they like. Okay, I do believe in fossil fuels. My investments are set up that way. That's how I invest. I believe in the things that work. Okay, As far as social, uh, social justice views... 
obviously I would be considered to be on the wrong side of things because I don't believe in this, the transgender movement. I don't believe in the grooming movement. I don't believe in what the left is doing. I'm pro-life. I'm not, I'm not pro-abortion. So everything that I do is against that. So in essence, my score would probably be crap to them. And if I go in there, no matter how good my regular credit score is, it could be an 800 and go in to purchase a car of average value and say, hey, I'd like to you know, finance, buy this car. You got great credit. You always pay on time. You pay more than the minimum. You do everything you're supposed to be doing with it. Well, I'm sorry, because since you're not in line with what we want you to be in line with, you can't. we cannot loan you the money or you cannot invest here or what, whatever it ends up going down to. Um, so it's, it's not an abuse. We understand what you're doing. We've exposed what you're doing. And now you're trying to slink back into the shadows and rebrand it and change the name. He still wants to talk about decarbonization and still thinks that they need to talk about social governance. Uh, but he doesn't like the name anymore because it's been, um, exposed. These are dangerous people. That just, that just proves to you that they will never stop. They will never go away. They'll just try to figure out their next move to kind of do it behind the scenes once again because it'll take us, there is a, a time period, it's going to take us to figure out what you're doing all over again. And during that time, they can advance their agenda as far as they want to. They will never stop. That's why we can never stop. So we have to keep doing what they're doing because we are the only opposition to this insanity that they're trying to bring into the entire world. Uh, but I do think it was pretty interesting that Fink openly admits that he has to rebrand it because basically people have figured it out and that's not a good look for him anymore. So we're doing, to me, that means we're doing a good job. I got to be honest with you. Disney. Let's talk a little bit about Disney. D Disney. I read an article. Disney has lost up to this point on their last six featured films and they all have either full blown wokeness or a touch of wokeness or they're, you know, there's always politics in there and there's always a change of people in there. I mean, probably their most recent one uh, or recent two that are out are Element and uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid, I think most people, uh, more than the fact that the lead actress, they changed her to a black person. Uh, I think most people didn't care as much about that. I would say that you know, for somebody like myself, you know, if you're recreating movie, just recreate the movie. I mean, there are movies that Disney has that have black princesses. Well, then don't do The Little Mermaid and do that movie if that's what you want to do. You know, um, Princess and the Frog, the lead character is black. And I think everybody enjoyed that cartoon. So if in, that, in that case, why not just redo that movie? But Disney is is picking, chosen a, a path that they want to go down. And it is going to lead to their destruction. Ultimately, their stock lost 44% last year. And over the last six featured films that they had, they have lost $890 million, no matter whether or not they tell you they were a success. Their most recent ones, they're really flopping on because like I said, you had The Little Mermaid, which they changed that. And I did not see the movie, but some other people that I know did go see the movie. And uh, they told me it's even weirder than that. And they said, you know, the music was horrible. The CGI was absolutely disaster. And then he said it didn't make a lot of sense with the mermaids because they said when they, I guess the, the father is uh, white and the mother is black or the father's Spanish and the mother's black, something like to that effect. Uh, she's, she is supposedly adopted and I guess that's how they explain the difference in color. 
Uh, and then she has sisters and it looks like they decided with the sisters to do every, uh, <laughs> every, every race there. I think they said you had a white an Asian, uh, an Indian, uh, a black or whatever. So, I mean, they did their absolute best to make the movie a disaster. Cause that's what they did. Well, the movie element, the kids show element, TV, TV show or kids. What is it? Pixar element is completely bombing at the box office. The overall theme of the movie already is even if they didn't have a non-binary character in there, it's already, uh, you have two different elements that are not allowed to be together. So it's like, what are we going back to the sixties and the fifties where blacks and whites can't be together? Cause that's, that's the theme of it is like, they're not allowed to be together and people look at them odd because you have this mixed couple together and it's such nonsense. Anyways, that's bombing. And Disney is not doing anything to correct themselves. And why do I say they're not doing anything to correct themselves is you've already lost $890 million uh, with what you have done. It seems like all of your TV series are bombing. None of them are doing well because they're all very woke. I, I would say, for example, me, me in particular, I really enjoyed the Star Wars franchise there are certainly movies in there that were no good. I know the very last one could have been a whole lot better. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the series. I watched The Mandalorian, the first season, uh, when they decided to uh, get rid of uh, Gina. Um, uh, was it Gina Carano? Uh, um, the uh, ex-MMA fighter. When they got rid of her because of a really nothing comment that she made that was no different than anybody else making comments on Twitter. You know, that kind of set the tone for me and I was no longer interested in watching it anymore. Uh, but being a Star Wars fan, something that they did say that was coming up before all this nonsense that they were doing that I was interested in seeing was Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I thought that would be a, a cool backstory and they could really do something special with that. Well, apparently I didn't watch it. I don't have Disney Plus or anything. So, but apparently that one bombed as well and it's gotten criticized heavily from the Star Wars community. Um... And you would think that they would start learning their lesson. Well, <laughs> I guess losing $890 million, losing 44% in your stock, and the fact that they are not um, making deals with other streaming services to carry their content, their anticipated, the, I guess the inspected lo expected loss is going to be $1.1 billion by the end of this. Uh, Disney has hired a transgender YouTuber for a major role in the upcoming Star Wars series. Abigail Thorne, a biological male who identifies as a woman, has been cast in, excuse me, in the new series, uh, the the Occulte, as uh, Ensign Eris. If you're a Star Wars fanatic, and I pronounce those wrong, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, like I like the movies, but I'm not a fanatic by any, by by any means. I just enjoyed them. I grew up with them. I remember going to the movie theaters with my dad to watch, you know, Return of the Jedi and whatnot. There, so getting back to it, uh, they're also having non-binary actress Amanda Steinberg. Uh, she's been cast as a lead role. The director notes say that the cast choices mean that the upcoming series is shaping up to be the most inclusive yet. <laughs> I, I hope they're ready for the most uh, or the biggest bombed series yet. People are so tired of it. My guess would be since you're adding these particular actors and actresses and that's what you're looking for because Disney's trying to be as inclusive as humanly possible, 
Uh, I'm sure the series is going to be woke as it can be. I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of little stupid things in there and they're going to be preaching to you and political to you. And there's probably going to be things in there that are not good for your children to see. So Disney is just continuing down this reckless path. Um, I don't know where it ends for them. You would think that most companies, if you are cutting 7,000 jobs to try to save $5.5 billion over the course of the last six movies that you put out, you've lost a grand total of $890 billion, uh, million, and you're set to lose $1.1 billion because you're not making deals with other streaming services. You would think at some point you would hit the brakes and say, listen, you know, we have to... You know, we don't have to exclude everybody, but we need to get back to just worrying about good stories. Damn the characters and their color and whatever. Let's just make some great movies and start um, fixing our reputation and, st- and start trying to come back from this. Because how much can you lose until you are no longer existent? You know, I just, I don't know where this ends in the future, but it doesn't end well for Disney. That much I can assure you. There's no way that you could continue to bleed out this much money and, and it's sustainable. It's just not possible. So Disney has not learned their lesson. Just know that upcoming series and movies that are coming out from Disney, probably not going to be worth your while to go see. I would say continue doing what you're doing because Disney is hopefully going to learn their lesson at some point, or if not, we'll just send them off into the sunset. And it is what it is. I mean, you can't make great movies. It is what it is. I'm, I, I, there's a movie, and I don't usually get excited about a whole lot of movies, but there's a move, movie called, uh, I think it's Op- Oppenheimer, that's about to come out in a few weeks here, uh, that looks very interesting. It, it deals around World War II and an atomic bomb. Uh, and just from the previews, I mean, I would find it really hard that you'd be able to add woke crap in there, but I mean, unless they throw some very weird scene in there, it looks like that may from, at least from the, uh, the, um, trailer looks like that may be a pretty good movie. And since I'm a big history guy, movies like that get me excited anyways. So that's something I'm looking forward, looking forward to seeing. Unfortunately, I'm going to do what I always do, which is lay back a little bit, let it be out for a week to 10 days and start really researching and seeing if anybody has anything negative to say about it. If there's any really big negative scenes in there, if not, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Me and my wife. Uh, if so, then just another movie that, uh, you know, we'll just, I won't bother watching. All right. On to AI, my, (laughs) my, my favorite subject. Uh, careful what you tell AI hackers target private info of chatbot users. I am not a chatbot user, but if you are, it's it may not be a good thing for you. The increased popularity popularity of OpenAI's AI chatbot, Chatbot GPT, has led to a surge in cybersecurity threats with over 101,000 compromised ChatGPT account login credentials found on the dark web marketplaces in the past year. Compromised accounts put chat GPT users privacy at risk because the system keeps a record of chats, which may include sensitive information and personal data. So this is yet another reason why we should probably seriously consider hitting the brakes on this. Um, Mashable reports that over 101,000 compromised chat GPT accounts 
Login credentials were discovered on the dark web marketplace in the last year as a result of the rising popularity of this. The number of stolen login credentials has significantly increased along with ChatGPT users base, which has reached more than 100 million users just in months after it uh, open uh, its open launch, excuse me. More than 26,800 ChatGPT credentials were discovered last month alone according to a cybersecurity firm Group IB researching a record high, reaching a record high um, since the company started monitoring the data. Uh, a common malware called Raccoon was used to access the majority of these stolen credentials. Uh, when a user downloads this malware, which is frequently disguised as an app or a file that users a- actually want, it begins to steal data from the user's computer. Hackers favor Raccoon because it's simple to use and it's offered. It's offered as a dependable, maintainable subscription service. So right now, many of these companies are stealing information. I guess because your conversations are being stored, which to me is already a problem that they're storing all that data, uh, but since your, your, uh, your conversations are being stored, where they're getting you at is you're telling chat GPT personal things about you, which will make hackers jobs a whole lot easier to figure out what you may or may not use as passwords. I don't know why the hell you would be having open conversations with a computer program, but maybe some people are just that lonely that they need to talk to a program. Come on people. Oh my God. You can't be that lonely. You just can't. You're talking to a computer. It's not even a person. It's a program. You're talking to a program. You might as well talk to a video game. Might as well get a video game and let the video game talk and then you just talk back to it. Yeah, it's all pre-scripted, but so is that. Everything that's in there, a human designed. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't get the the AI thing and everybody wants to push forward with it. And then we can't stop because China's going. I get all that. This has to be paused at some point. This stuff is going to get really really dangerous in the future. And I don't know how long the future is. I don't know if that's six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, but this is, uh, it's headed in a negative direction. All the things that have come out about AI have been negative. All your top minds in the, on the subject have all said, we need to slam on the brakes and hit the pause button. And you got to work things out before you can continue. But people are stupid and be honest with you. People are stupid beings. They, they get a new toy to play with and they're going to push this thing forward. And then by the time they figure out, holy crap, it's a problem. It's already too late. Uh, I would be very cautious uh, if I was you. If you do use these services, I would not be telling this program too much about your personal life because it could end up compromising your personal information and your data. And then you got to deal with all those problems. And let's be honest, I think most of us, at a minimum, at least at some point in time, have had your bank card used and somebody did, somebody um, yeah, bought something on it and then you had to go recover the money from the bank and then they cancel your card and then they got to send you a new card. Then you got to go back online and all the bills that you pay, you got to put your new card in there. And even that, which is an irritation, but a small one, it gets a whole lot worse if they get all your personal information. If they get all of it, then they're opening up cards in your name and you got to go through a whole legal process of proving that it's not you. And this is not like, oh, this is, you know, a week's worth of work. You're going to be doing this for months and months. Some people, depending on how bad it gets, you could be doing this for a year or more to try to try to straighten everything out. So I'd be very cautious 
what you're putting online. Treat it like anything else. Be very guarded. I, again, I don't know what the hell you'd be telling a computer, your personal information anyways, but if you are, be very guarded about what you're telling the ch- the, these chatbots because they are storing it and hackers are already figuring out a way in and they are stealing your information. So just one more reason not to have this. I'm just saying. Jesus. Hopefully somebody gets the point before you got uh, metal robots running around with laser guns. <laughs> yeah, you would imagine. Is it possible for AI to create that? Could they create a Terminator-style uh, robot? And could they create laser guns? I got to be honest with you. They probably could. And the reason I say that is imagine if you had access to the internet and you have access to every single thing known to man, every piece of history, every piece of of science, I mean, everything. You got everything and it can analyze everything that it needs. You don't think that it could potentially build something like that? I mean, I do. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, my God, if I had every piece of history on weaponry, and I knew every element that we had here on the planet, and I knew every what every scientist has tried. I have all their data. I got to be honest with you. I think that it could actually put something together. I mean, you, it's it's unlimited. It's you, we can only know so much to pay, based upon the research that we do, and and it's hard sometimes. You know, the research you do on things there's information you're going to miss because it's not just here. It could be in other countries and you're just looking here. So imagine something that has access to the internet and has everything from every country, every bit of history. Like I said, every, everything on the entire planet, you don't think that it would be possible that that computer could figure out how to do it. And even if it is trial and error, you don't think they could figure out how to do stuff like that. I kind of do. I think this stuff is wildly dangerous. I think it's going to end up being the downfall of humanity personally, but uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see because I'm just one man. I can't stop. I can't stop this train. They're they're all pushing forward and nobody wants to slow down. Nobody wants to stop. So at this point, you know, we're just along for the ride and all we can do is, is inform people and hopefully get enough support that they will slow some of these things down. And we'll see how all that goes because, you know, time will tell. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always a great help. Now, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com, click the contact section. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Tuesday. We will do it again tomorrow.